This is uh, Officer Kikowski saying that love is not admissible evidence, and shut up, Leonard. Shut up, Leonard. I'm Matt. I'm Andrew. And we like community. We do. Uh, we, yeah, we like it. <laughs> Thanks to uh, Alex Machina of slackcarry.com for our theme song. Uh, you know, check out all his stuff that he does there. Yep. What episode did we watch today? I'll tell you. We watched Critical. Film studies. studies. God damn it. Boom. You didn't nail that at all. Oh, I ex- excuse you. Uh, <laughs> I was gonna say contemporary film oh. studies, but I the answers on a postcard. I feel like I did pretty well with that one. What episode number is this? Nine twenty. I think you got most of the numbers in there. <laughs> Which one is it? This is the nineteenth episode oh, of season two. Season. Duh. We're getting we're getting down to it. We're already on. Well, this is the first episode of the fourth discs. Yeah, the, we're on the, the fourth disc, the, bitches. The box set. What do they call it? We're on the fourth disc. N words, and I'm. Uh, that's in homage to Britta, and okay. therefore not offensive. Okay. Uh, talking about homages. Yeah. This is an episode of homage. Yeah. Uh, but but first, let me. I'm going to tell you a palindrome. Are you mm, ready for this? Do it. Sona panos. Uh, what? That's the writer of this episode. Sona Panos. And it's a palindrome? Yeah. S-O-N-A-P-A-N-O-S. Is this a real person? Yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. I thought this was a... Uh, what's the what's the Ross's fake person name? <sighs> if you had asked me never George Costanza's fake name, I would have no problem telling you Art Vandalay. Minlarp? What, what was the name of the fake Ross? Oh, Snero. Snero. That's what you're saying. This is not a Snero situation. Sure. Um, Sanos? Sona Panos She was on the commentary I didn't notice her name She was an assistant writer According to the commentary Or a writer's assistant And then she stepped up her game Because they were running behind writing episodes (laughs) I remember them talking about that Yeah Uh, I do not remember that her name was Sona Panos Do you know who directed this episode by the way? Yes I have that down as well It's a big name Well yeah because it's hard to pronounce Well and he's Brit famous are you going to say it or am I going to say it? Richard Iote, because I know how to say it. Yeah. Because I'm a big fan. That was also on the commentary. Yeah. Um, well, I don't remember that on the commentary. Yeah, they the Sonapanos said it. <laughs> he was not on the commentary, though. No, he sh- that would have been great, though. I, he's busy. He's doing, he's a... Uh... Danny Pudi did an impression of him. For, well, he what? was Not an impression, but he was like, he was like, oh, we'd be on set. And then Richard Iote would say blah, blah, blah. How do say I not remember any of In this? a British accent. Are you totally, asleep? I, I you took, maybe you took too many happy pills. I have at least two commentary notes, so I was not asleep. I have three, technically. Okay. Eh, uh, so we were saying homage. Homage. Uh, this episode is a dual homage. Mm-hmm. 
it is it is both colloquially known as the Pulp Fiction episode. Yeah. And officially, it's the My Dinner with Andre episode. Yeah. Do you think anyone who's really into cheese has ever done an homage to Fromage? Yeah, I'm sure. I'm almost certain of <laughs> Thank it. Thank you. <laughs> um, so, I, I, you know, let's, let's, oh, so it's Abed's birthday. This yes. is the overview. Abed's birthday, they have a special party planned for him, but he invites Jeff out to dinner. And Jeff is supposed to try and convince him to come to the other party. Mm-hmm. And uh, we, we see, we, we watch what happens. Yeah, live. Bravo. <laughs> Andy so, Cohen? Is that his name? I think so. Uh, yeah. Should we go into the notes? Yeah. Uh, so my first note, it, immediately, this is like from the first second of this episode, it is a reference to my dinner with Andre. Have you seen the film? No. I have since my initial watching of this episode when it aired. Yeah. I had since watched the film and I like it. Wallace like Shawn and uh, Andre the Giant. It's <laughs> no, their it's, second it's, pairing. It is an Andre. They, they were very into, they, they, they loved each other. They got along so well on, on Princess Bride <laughs> that they wrote this film together. It's part two of a trilogy, the, the Wallace Shawn and Andre the Giant trilogy. What's the part three? Uh, Toy Story. Most people don't realize that uh, Andre the Giant is actually the voice of Woody in the first one. Oh my God. Yeah, what? people don't feel think it was Tom Hanks the whole time. Did you know? Yeah, it was Andre the Giant in the first one. Huh. Does a great American accent. I don't know why he was keeping his hat on that for so many years. Huh. It's yeah. crazy. They had, they had to get Tom Hanks in to do the voice after that. Yeah. Tom Hanks, this is a fun fact. Tom Hanks was friends with Andre the Giant, and he got his like persona from hearing Andre the Giant's uh, American accent. Yeah. That's not that's not Tom Hanks' real voice. That's just him imitating Andre's American accent. Yeah, that's why, I mean, in Toy Story 2, it's like a Woody origin story. Yeah. And some of the original Andre the Giant recordings of Woody's voice is used in that old TV show that yeah. Woody was in. Yeah, you can hardly tell. You can it's, hardly it's, tell the difference. It's, it's I mean, Tom Hanks yeah. did a really good impression yeah. of Andre the Giant yeah. doing an American accent. Exactly. Yeah. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you've seen the film, like, the the film starts with Wallace Shawn walking through New York mm-hmm. and with a voiceover yeah. where he's like, oh, my friend asked me to come to dinner. You know, he asked me, I haven't seen him in a while. The last time I saw him uh, was a little bit awkward. I was at a party and blah, blah, blah. Like, it's this whole crazy, like, like, uh, it's, it's pretty cool the way that they do it with Jeff walking yeah. and he's thinking, he's like, he's like, it's Abed's birthday and I got him a cool gift and we're going to have fun with him. Like, yeah. Uh, Jeff, uh, uh, sort of unwillingly participating in the, my dinner with Andre homage that Abed is doing. Yes. Right off the bat. And, and part of his voiceover at the top, he, he references Cougar Town, which sure. will come back to be important in the episode. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, but this is not the first reference to Abed liking Cougar Town. No. I don't recall that first reference we did mention it in the episode when it occurred mm, yep we did I remember making I don't a note of it recall either i'll try to, i'll try to get that information for the folks okay. at home uh but and and i and this leads right into a cfl hypothetical okay jeff's voiceover what counts there i mean he makes pop culture references in that voiceover mm. but does any of it count because it's unclear when that voiceover is occurring or it, whether it's just literal thoughts happening in the moment mm-hmm or like a like a weird remembrance style like yeah i don't know if any of that counts i'm gonna say that it counts as a my dinner with andre reference because okay. by him he is participating in the reference yeah yeah uh i don't know if i would count a cougar town reference i mean he even mentions in the voiceover like 
pop pulp fiction and other things i think i think it would ultimately be moot because i think all the things that he mentions in the voiceover he ends up comes up later in dialogue okay but uh i would not count them just for the voiceover no yeah i thought that was interesting they don't use they i think they've almost never used voiceover in community so it's never an issue except here i was like oh this is an interesting thing yeah uh, do they, they never do say how old Abed is turning. No. Um, and I, no, that's clearly on purpose. Yeah. Uh, they like to keep his age a little bit unknowable. Yeah. Um, so the, he's at a fancy restaurant. Jeff gets him, uh, uh, Jeff gets Abed a wallet. Yeah. That references Pulp Fiction. Yeah. It's the wallet Samuel L. Jackson has in the film or, you know, replica. Our friend Kevin has one. Yes, he very, does. Uh, one of the very same. Uh, it's, uh, I like the way they artfully kind of avoid showing the word motherfucker, which is on the wall. Of course, anyone who's seen Pulp Fiction knows it's a wall that says bad motherfucker on it. Yeah. Uh, and he, he kind of, Jeff kind of shows it to him and the motherfucker is like just in shadow so that you don't see it. It's real nice. Uh, the way they, they got around that. Um, do you have any notes before they, before we flash over to the diner? Uh, no. My first I, have, note is- I have every, every person at the diner in their character. Uh, by the way, this is upsetting to me. The uh, the community wiki oh. has a page on Cougarton Abbey, but not yes. a page on Cougartown. That's interesting. Yeah, and uh, you know Cougartown, it's two words. Didn't I, know that. Uh, yeah, I didn't either until just now. Uh, all right, do you want the the rundown of who is who in the Pulp Fiction? Why well, let's do let's do it like it's the name of the episode. <laughs> so what? you'll say the 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 so, you know Britta plays, and then together we'll say the character. Oh, okay. Ready. Britta plays Mia, Mia Wallace. Wallace. Chang is Butch, Butch Coolidge. Coolidge. I, I wanted to say Bruce Willis because it took me a second to remember the character's name. I For the record, know. I knew that. I had to look it up. I, I, if you had given me a second, I would I, I would have known it. I'll give you a second on this one. Annie as Honey, Honey Bunny. Bunny. I can remember she was Honey Bunny or Pumpkin. On that and one. Troy as Pumpkin. Pumpkin. Yep. Uh, which is Tim Roth's character. Yeah. Because anyone was like, what? Uh, Shirley as Jules, Jules Winfield. I can Felt. remember his last name, but yes, that's correct. Field. <laughs> Pierce as, as the Gimp. gimp. <laughs> and then here's an interesting one. Jeff. As Presumably he's Vincent, Vincent Vega. Vega. Yeah. He's Presumably. in the he's in the the suit. D- uh yeah. I mean he could not, be the, he could be the wolf as well. I mean sh- sure, but I think he's Vega because they're they're doing pairs. Actually, you know what? I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Yeah. I'm gonna say Yeah. He's yeah. saving Vega for Abed, and he is Jules. Because if he was Vega and he was truly committed to this party, like everyone else, I think he would have the hair. I think he would have a wig. What, 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 what do you mean, Shirley's Jules? Why are you saying that he's Jules? What are you saying? I said Vega. Oh. Pay attention. You said Jules at some point. Mm, I don't think so. Start over. Wait, hold on. <laughs> Who is Jeff if Abed is Vincent? The wolf. Oh, okay, okay. Because if he was Vincent, I think he would I have the hair. I think you meant to say the wolf, but you were you said Jules. I think I said the wolf, and you heard Jules. Well, <laughs> the answer is on a postcard. Yeah. Uh, anyway, either one way or the other. Yeah. Jeff is in that's, character. That's how it is. Yeah, Jeff yeah. is dressed for the part, but he's also dressed... He's the one dressed most normally. Yeah. So he can pull off going to dinner with Ab- Abandre. Yes. Uh, oh, and I do have I had to, a note here. Oh, yes. Which was a note that was then confirmed. My suspicions were confirmed on the commentary, Ooh. which I, my note was, that's probably not Chevy in the gimp suit. Here. No, yeah, they do talk about uh, most of the time it's not him. Because the, the mouth is sealed, so you don't see his face. So yep. it's just, you know, a stand-in. And then they dub in his voice. Yeah. 
so I suspected that, and then it was confirmed on the commentary. Yep. And that's I think that's interesting. I didn't yeah. I didn't even think about that. Yeah. I mean, it makes sense. Because I saw that right away. I was like, no way Chevy's doing that when he doesn't have to. <laughs> Especially without falling all over himself. Yeah. That's his, that's his move. Uh, but he does, uh, Pierce has a great line early on where he says, am I the hero or the love interest? <laughs> yeah. And I love that's how Pierce. He's narrowed it down. He's definitely one of those two, obviously, yeah. in his mind. <laughs> Pierce is the gimp. Is, <laughs> is neither. Yes. <laughs> Although, arguably, to, to <laughs> some, he's a love interest. Okay. <laughs> to maybe one person. To, to, to what was his name? Zed. Zed or Ed? Zed's dead, baby. Well, Zed's dead. So, spoiler alarm. Uh, the, the, no Zed. Yeah. Um, what? My notes are a little sparse, so I'm I'm trying to remember to make sure. Yeah, I this is not one of those episodes where it's just it's so good you don't yeah. have taken a lot of notes. I mean, most of my notes were like quotes. I wanted to write down a line that I loved. Yeah. Um, like the next note that I have comes from Jeff, Jeff and Abed talking. Uh, I have a note it's, before that. It's, it's even, I'm sure this is even after the reveal of Jeff got the suitcase for Abed and the, and uh, Troy and Chang become enamored with it. I've got three notes here that are, are all from the diner. And I think they're all from that first part in the diner. I could be wrong. Go, go for it. Uh, the first one is that this is Britta's job, this diner. Yeah. She oh, works yeah, at this yeah, diner, yeah. which is interesting. We don't, we don't get a sense of how she makes her money often. But uh, apparently she works at this diner. She was fired at the end of the episode. Spoilers. Yep. And they say the diner's name, and I forgot to write it down, but in my memory, it's Greasy Spoon. Uh, it's Greasy something. It's Greasy Fork. Fork. Yeah. Greasy Spoon, of course, is a generic term for yeah. diners like that. So clearly Fork was a play on that. Yep. Uh, <clears throat> yeah. What's your other notes? Mm, oh, Shirley. When uh, someone asks if she's seen Pulp Fiction. Oh, yes. And she says, oh, yeah, I loved it. I saw it on a plane. It's a 30-minute movie about people who love cheeseburgers and Bibles. Uh, which I thought is interesting that Shirley, 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 Shirley would... Uh, buffalo, buffalo, <laughs> buffalo, buffalo, buffalo. Shirley, Shirley would recognize that that's not a real Bible quote in the movie. <laughs> is she one of those Christians? Oh, that doesn't know the actual Bible. That doesn't open up a Bible. Uh, I mean, perhaps <laughs> she could be. <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she has a special version of the Bible that includes that quote. <laughs> uh, I just uh, all right. I got angry about something. I'm I'm trying to research when Cougar Town was first referenced on Community. Yeah. And uh, TV Line at some point thought it was a story. Cougar Town boss flattered, not offended by Community. Why would he be offended? All they ever say on Community is that Ovid loves the show. Yeah, and apparently because, it's a why thing is that news? people on Cougar Town uh, have watched Community on DVD. They talked about that on the commentary, and that, I don't care for that. We've talked about this before. How can, how can Bruce Willis exist in the Friends universe when they're clearly big diehard fans? That's the thing. It's not, it's a different Bruce Willis. Yeah. And then also, it's so, it's well, must well, be, a, the cast well, we, of Community well, is different. Or well, something. we'd have to assume basically now is there's, there's the Community universe in which Cougar Town is a show, yeah. but not a show which includes references to community. Yeah. It's Cougar Town, but slightly different. Yeah. And then in the Cougar Town universe, uh-huh. community is a show, but not a show which includes references to Cougar Town. So yeah. there's a different. So now we've got four different shows up in the air here. Well, even more if you want to also include the fact that. So in this community episode, they specifically reference that Courtney Cox is on that. Uh, is yeah. on C- Cougar Town. Yes. Community Universe's Cougar Town features Courtney Cox, but that can't be the same Courtney Cox that is in the Cougar Town universe. You see what I'm saying? Exactly. That, that still would just be the, the, the Cougar Town universe that doesn't feature Community. Those would still just be two. 
Yeah, but it still it splinters more because it doesn't of that, splinter more. That C- C- Courtney Cox is now a different person. No, she's not. This is more infinite universes. No, no, no. Listen, because there's the Coug- there's Cougar Town Prime, which is the Cougar Town universe you see when you're watching Cougar Town. Okay, that's still Courtney Cox. Yeah, because w- why wouldn't it be? Okay. Then we have the the main. Then we have the 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 Cougar Town B universe. Yeah, it's still Courtney Cox because she. It's just in the community universe. Courtney Cox is an actor who's on Cougar Town. But that doesn't affect that Cougar Town universe. Why would it? I don't know, man. I don't know. No, it only splinters. There's one splinter on each side. Okay. And that's all. Anyway. Unless one, unless, you know, if Courtney Cox were to show up on Community, then we'd have further splintering. Well, what's her name does? The, uh... Busy Phillips. Busy Phillips does. So we do have further splinter. We do have further Busy Phillips related splintering. Huh. When was she on Community? Remind me. Uh, this, This season finale that we're coming up to. She shows she doesn't have a line. It's her and the guy. What? They just show up in a they're they're panning across all the different Greendale students. She's one of she's one of the Greendale students that they just pan past. For real? Yeah. I don't remember that. I totally remember that. Oh yeah, Greendale team member. <clears throat> huh. Is that your is that all your diner notes? I believe so. Well, my next note actually is back in with Jeff and Abed, but it kind of relates to this succession, which is that uh, Abed is, seems to be having, because he tells his Cougar Town story. Uh-huh. He seems to be having similar quarrels that we are, which is he says, if I'm a person who watches Cougar Town, how can I be in Cougar Town? Yeah. So he has the same problems that we are having right now, yeah. reconciling his own existence with being in Cougar Town. Uh, I have a quote from right before that. Uh, can discussion. I tell you that I'm really upset that IMDb credits Danny Pudi as visitor on his episode of Cougar Town and not Chad, which is the name he invents for himself in this episode? Can we petition IMDb to change that to Chad? Yeah, we could do that. Answer is on a postcard. Yeah, tweet at IMDb and yell at them for being idiots. Uh, so Abed, uh, Abed is uh, telling Jeff, oh, I want to have a real conversation. And Jeff says, why he dressed like Mr. Rogers, Mr. Rogers and talking like Frasier. Yeah, which I, I knew you'd enjoy liked. that. Yeah. Uh, and I don't remember catching that line the first time I saw this episode. That was like a, that was a quick line. Yeah. And it's, it's true. Nice. That's yeah. what, that's what Abed's doing. Yeah. Uh, so Abed tells the story about how he was Chad. So this, uh, I have some dates here for us. Okay. This episode of Community, Critical yeah. Film Studies, aired yes. March 24th, 2011. Okay. Ow. The episode in which Abed appears, or the episode that Danny Pudi appears in Cougar Town. Yeah. Presumably it could be Abed in a weird well, in Cougar Town, hypothetical in, universe. No, 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 no thirds. In Cougar Town Prime, it's, uh, it's Danny Pudi. Yeah. In Cougar Town B Universe, it's Abed. Okay. So uh, that episode aired May 25th of 2011. Okay. That was a quick. They must quick have turned planned that. Mike Myers' something. birthday. Don't know why I remember that. Interesting. Uh, and that was the second season. Yeah. The twenty-first episode of yes. Cougar Town called "Something Good Coming." If you want to look that up, I have a link. Do we want to put the link to the clip that YouTube has in sure. our description sure. machine? Uh, yeah. So uh, I mean, that's. I think they must have been planning that somehow. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Or unless they're filming on the same lot and uh, he it was just an easy little pop over. Yeah. Uh, I I I want to talk about what happens sex, with, baby. with Jeff. You want to talk about you, know? you, you want to talk about you and me? I mean, it is about sex. Okay. Uh, so Jeff, I wrote Jeff gets too real with Abed because <laughs> Abed wants a real conversation. Yeah. So then Jeff just like loses it and starts revealing yes crazy things. Like the fact that Jeff called into a sex phone line 
to say he's 400 pounds. Yeah, I had this note too. We'll say that they still love him even though he's fat. Yeah, that's a weird fantasy. Uh, And also, then it devolves all the way down. They go back and forth to the diner, but it devolves all the way down to the fact that Jeff, one Halloween, was forced to dress as a girl, an Indian girl. Yeah. A Native American girl. Mother justified. uh, Indian boys have long hair and braids too. Yeah. And uh, by the end of the night, Jeff had stopped correcting them. And Not saying, by the end of the night. After the, oh, third, after the third house. house. Oh, it only took three houses for Jeff to stop correcting them. Yeah. What a pretty girl. Yeah. Uh, and as he said, at the end of the day, he was just happy they thought he was pretty. Yeah. Oh, poor Jeff. So, I mean, this is why Jeff had to go see a psychiatrist in yeah, we, this three. Is, this, we really we see how Jeff became the man he is yeah. here, I would say. Uh, so, that's, that's, I mean, do we want to talk about this? This is interesting. This is a, I mean, this is Jeff history. Yeah. I mean, his mother didn't seem to be helping this. Do you think, I, mean, uh, I think we always thought she was a positive influence. Conspiracy here, theories and interior design Oh, was the first episode they referenced it. Jeff says Annie took to deception like Abed took to Cougar Town. Bam. I found it, guys. Thank you. Uh, well, we know, what we know about Jeff's mom previously from the Rich episode, the first Rich episode, was that it was just it was just too much constant positive reinforcement. Yeah, but this seems almost like torture, like making him wear a girl's Halloween costume. Uh, I don't think she made him wear it because, as he says at the start of the story, it was just it was the only costume they had. I think this was a genuine accident that she just didn't see as a big deal. Huh. I don't know. It kind of paints his mother in a negative light. I feel. Uh, you know, well, when you're a busy mom, <laughs> you just take whatever costume you have lying around. All right. Listen, Andrew, <clears throat> one year I was an Indian girl. <laughs> 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 uh, All right. Yeah. <laughs> that was, that was enough. No, I, I, this to me, uh, my, my feelings towards Chef Mother remain the same, which is, I think, well-intentioned, but uh, ultimately misguided. Um, in the diner, there's stuff going on. Yeah, Chang is trying to convince Troy to open the briefcase. The briefcase Tro- is- I mean, there's a whole thing here where Troy is kind of jealous that Jeff and Abed are, or Jeff's getting Abed such a great gift. Yes. Like that's... It's his briefcase and he doesn't know what's inside it. Yeah. So Chang, uh, in a great snake impression, <laughs> comes out from behind the bar to try to convince Troy to open the briefcase to see. Uh, which Troy ultimately does. Uh, it is it is revealed to be the the quote unquote actual briefcase from Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Uh, later revealed to be pro- uh, a probable fraud. Yeah, which they talk about in the commentary how they for like, legal reasons they couldn't say they destroyed yeah, crazy the legal brief, reasons, which is so weird. What what there was something else I was listening to which had crazy legal things. Uh, oh, I was listening to a Jordan Jesse go, uh-huh. and uh, Jordan was talking about how for they couldn't legally they couldn't. The, I forget what the bit was, but it was something associating celebrities saying they were like secretly wizards and witches. Oh. And they couldn't do that for legal reasons. Dana DeVito was one of the names they wanted to use. And they said, no, for legal reasons, we can't say that Dana DeVito believes in magic. Which is so crazy. I feel like that's them saying that he does believe in magic. <laughs> right. Like that's a, that's a non-confirmation confirmation. <laughs> right. Well, it was, they wouldn't let, they, they eventually had to word it in a weird way so they couldn't say anyone believes in magic. But just the idea of like Danny DeVito's going to, like if Danny DeVito sued them saying I am not a wizard, Danny DeVito's obviously a wizard then, yeah, at that you're point. clearly, you're fighting it too hard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, there's that. Huh. Cool. Sidetrack there. That's interesting. Uh, so yeah, so that's going on in the diner and they're, they're waiting for Abed. 
Uh, yeah, and then else? so he shuts the briefcase, and the light bulb yeah pops and burns the briefcase. Yeah, at which point, and this is one of the few instances of a character other than Chang himself doing it. Uh, Troy says he seduced me with his dark Chinese powers, <laughs> which uh, normally it's Chang referring to himself as Chinese, and then people have to correct him and say he's Korean. Yeah, but this time Troy calls him Chinese <laughs> and claims that he has dark Chinese powers that he used to seduce him. Well, Chang does have some kind of power. <laughs> it's true. Uh, so there's also there's another there's a great moment where they talk about this on the commentary. Uh-huh. Uh, just after Chang has successfully convinced Troy to open the briefcase, Troy kind of freaks out and jumps towards it, and Chang just kind of like weirdly awkwardly walks at it with his chest out, like a like a child who's just like, oh, what did I do? <laughs> I get to see what I did. It's really great. Uh, Abed, uh, his his plan is like revealed because when Abed figures out that there's a pulp, pulp Fiction party waiting for him, he immediately wants to go to that party. He wants to go to that, the... and with Jeff's awkward conversation, yeah, uh, and the waiter spills the beans, yeah, as they say. And uh, this whole time, Britt has been texting Jeff trying to get him to speed it up, yeah, because she's gonna she it's she's holding up her the whole diner. <laughs> uh. And so the waiter says, oh, but my in my dinner with Andre, we did the... And oh, Abed's like, no, that's enough. Get yeah. out. <laughs> uh, so Jeff figures it out, gets mad. Um, does he... Oh, yeah, he goes back to the diner. Well, there's... I, forget, I think they all storm in. No, 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 it's after. So Pierce storms in. Yeah. And that's when Abed puts it together. Yeah. Then Jeff goes back. I have a note here about that's just about uh, Abed reacting to their costumes. Oh, you're right. They do all storm in. Yeah. And but Jeff does end up at the diner. Yes. Because he's he's sad about the briefcase being burnt. Yes. And he's and he's bargaining with. But the that's manager. after this. That's after that. Yeah. Okay. So they all barge back in. Yeah. And there's a really great little moment. I don't know if you caught this. So Abed sees the costumes like cool, 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 cool. He's really excited about the costumes, but they're all super pissed at them. Yeah. Except Annie. Annie has this really sweet smile when Abed is impressed with her costume. She's like still happy that Abed's having a good birthday, which I really liked. The, Annie's just very sweet in that moment. Oh well, yeah, that's what she's the one who early in the episode said Abed's going to at least have five cools. Yeah, <laughs> and like, she gets there. Yeah, and she has a really sweet smile. And uh, can we all right, can we get awkward for a second? Oh boy, we've uh, talked about uh, Annie's periods. We've talked about. <laughs> Annie pooping her pants. Let's talk about Annie in a nice way, shall well, we? I mean, this—I mean, it's awkward, but it's, it's someone see it as nice. Okay. Well, you know, I'm, I'm normally a Brita fan on this oh, podcast. Uh-huh. Something about Annie and that honey bunny costume—it's working on me. <laughs> At the risk of sounding creepy, I don't—I like it a lot. <laughs> all right, it works. It's a good look for her. Is all I'm saying. I mean, I—I I would watch a version of that scene where it's her and Troy. Well, I would certainly. That'd be amazing. Yeah. Uh, where is my next note? It's a very flattering dress on her. Let's, oh, let's say that. So, uh, before Jeff storms out, mm-hmm. he says to Abed, "Did you even poop your pants on the set of Cougar Town?" And Abed says that shouldn't matter. Yeah, which even on the commentary they note that it's ambiguous. Yeah, whether it or not he actually did. Yeah. So, where do you stand? Well, in the, the Cougar Town clip, yes, the scene ends with him running away. Yeah, which I don't. I did not get the bit there, watching Cougar Town. Uh huh. Why he? Why this background character suddenly runs away at the end of the scene? I mean, it's just clearly a reference to Community. But why is he running away? Because he pooped his pants. Well, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, in the story, doesn't he pass out? No, he just runs away. Oh, no. in the story, in Abed's story. In Abed's story. Yeah. 
Well, he's not passing out. He gets up and runs away, which doesn't make any sense to me in, within the scene in Cougar Town. Look, Cougar, there's like this Cougar running, Town is there's weak. This running, <laughs> there's this running bit in the scene where Abed is like leaning in and paying attention to their conversation. Yeah. But And then it ends with him running away, and it makes no sense to me within the logic of the Cougar Town story. I don't get what the joke is. It doesn't it doesn't the, jibe with him pooping his pants because he was supposed to pass out. The joke is that it's called Cougar Town. Answers on a postcard, if you know what's going on there. Do you know the whole history with their title? Uh, I mean, it started, and now they wish they could change it. They keep trying to change it, and now they even have a thing in their opening credits. We're like, yeah, the title sucks. Sorry. Like, that's a regular thing in their opening credits. <sighs> Whatever. You know, I'm trying to be nice, because people like that show for some reason. But as I was telling Andrew pre-recording, I tried to watch the whole episode that Abed was in. Look. And I could not make it past the Abed part. The Abed part happens relatively towards the beginning. It's in like the first 10 minutes. Uh-huh. I made it about two minutes after that. I could not stand it. It's it's so bad. Uh, People like it for some reason. Abed I, likes it. The internet likes it. I, I don't wish, understand. I wish that Courtney... I want answers! Courtney Cox's show before Cougar Town Dirt. was still on. You liked Dirt? I never watched it, but it sounded great. It did not sound great. It sounded, it sounded awful. Fantastic. It sounded like, oh, we're, we're FX. We did Nip Talk, and that was our other edgy show where people are dicks. FX, that's all that FX does. Do you not know? They Didn't they do, they have Rescue Me? Yeah. People, are people dicks on that? There's an episode where he rapes his wife. Bummer. Like, that's that was an episode. All right. I mean, yeah. <laughs> he's a dick. I mean, that's Clearly. Not, I mean, that's the whole plot. The whole pi- plot of Rescue Me is that he's he's not a nice person. Okay. And uh, what's another FX show? Oh, so it's something in Philadelphia. They're dicks. Yeah, they're dicks. But now they've got spun off to the comedy dicks. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we're gonna call but it. But that's that's good. That's a good show. Comedics. It, it seemed it was forced edgy. It seemed to me. <laughs> Can I enjoy comedics? No. the The only vibe I got from Dirt was forced edginess. Nah, it's great. Which you've never seen it, so no, don't never say watched it's great. it. I've only seen commercials. That's how I watch Dirt. <laughs> Just commercials. Gross. <laughs> Jennifer Aniston showed up on it. I believe it. It was a big reunion. Everyone was excited. They should have got snare in Get there. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> uh, they should have got LeBlanc in there. He wasn't doing anything until episodes. Yeah, this was pre-episodes. Oh, except for that uh, movie that I can't remember. The War on Drag. What was it called? Oh. Uh, <sighs> Ladies Fighting. <laughs> I can't remember. I'll figure it out. It has, a, it has a pun, though, title. It does. I will I will get... I'm, I'm going to get the, that title. Okay. But let's keep talking. Skirt Wars. <laughs> Skirt Wars. Get out of here. No, no juice. No, no juice. Is that your note or is that your That's yours? a note. Okay. Uh, Troy, uh, so after Jeff storms out. All the Queen's men. <laughs> That's so great. <laughs> That's the name of the film. Jeff storms out. Troy sits down next to Abed saying, oh, it's a bummer. Your best friend is leaving or something. And then he goes, oh, no, no juice. Yeah. And, and drinks some, which that was an ad lib. Yes. From, uh, from Donald Glover himself. Yeah. Which later on got incorporated into whatever that story is with the dance. Or not dance, the acting? Yeah, acting, acting, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, anyway. So we go back to the diner. Britta's lost her job. <laughs> yes. Because Jeff, 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 hag- Jeff was haggling. Well, yeah, Jeff briefly makes an attempt to get her job back, but yeah. then just instantly gives up on it. Oh. He says, I'll give you $1,200 and Britta gets her job back uh, for the damage. And uh, the, her boss, earlier in the episode, it seems like he's just a co-worker, but here it seems like he's her boss. Like a manager? I don't know. Uh, he Oh, there's a lot. I, wanted to, I forgot to write it down, and then I forgot to talk about it. But there was another kind of bum me out, 
where uh, uh, she's trying to she's talking to the manager earlier about how she wants to keep the restaurant just for them. Yeah. Until Ovid shows up. Uh, and she says, I'll give you all my tips. And then he mocks her because <laughs> seemingly Britta doesn't get a lot of tips. Yeah. Uh, and then Annie and Shirley say, oh, everyone hates her, but like makes no effort to comfort her, which seems sad to me. <laughs> it's just because you're a Brita apologist. I am a Brita apologist. I think the the joke there was that normally we go to Annie and Shirley and they they give like an awe, like we expect that. But here it was like a they're watching Britta interact with someone outside of their group. And it's like a, it's a realization yeah. that it's not just their group thinks she's a bummer. Like, yeah. everyone's kind of like down on Britta. <laughs> Poor Britta, though. Look, really? She made a deal for all her tips? All of them? Can we spread it out over the years she's so I don't to, get hit by the she's taxes? She's trying to do something nice for a friend, okay? And all she's getting is shit for it. Yeah. She gets fired for it. Yeah. She makes bad decisions. Remember that's in that uh, episode with LeVar Burton. For her friends. Yeah. She makes them for her friends, and then look how her friends treat her. Yeah. It's just a bummer is all I say. Um, Britta for life. <laughs> so what else? Okay, oh, so, so he says 1200 and Britta gets to keep her job. Yeah. And then he says 800 and she's still fired, and Jeff right away says deal. Yeah, because $400 to keep her job, not worth it. Yeah. She's not going to make that much in a month. <laughs> So, uh, oh, so they end up. Um, Jeff thinks the 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 party's done. Abed still has the check somehow. Somehow convince them that they'll come back and pay the check. Yeah. Uh, and Jeff Jeff's gonna go back and pay it. And when he goes back, mm-hmm. it's a double surprise. The gang has set up the party in the in the now closed fancy restaurant. Yeah. The wait the waiter felt bad for spoiling the my dinner with Andre. Yeah. And uh, has let them stay after they closed. Yep. Which, uh, I, you know, neither of us talked about this right away, but Chang is, like, hanging out with the group. Like, yeah. they're actively allowing him to hang out. Yeah. What, what do you think's the deal there? They're, they're forgiving him? Or, like, well, this what? Is, they're, this is, they're in that weird period where they're kind of, they are and aren't friends with Chang. Because wasn't, wasn't the last episode when he goes to jail? <laughs> that was, but that episode also started with him hanging out with them at the baby shower. Well, that makes a little bit of sense because he could be the father. the father. Do you think, that, do you think he forced his way in because Shirley's there? No, I think they're just in this weird zone where they're kind of they're auditioning Chang. Okay, basically. Okay. Uh, I mean, I'm not complaining. Yeah. It's not like a. It's just like logistically. Yeah. It's like oh, Chang's here. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the Dean or Duncan? Like they're they're to me the same level as Chang. Uh, not in this season though. In this season, Chang because remember no. at one point it seemed like Jeff said, "Yeah, we'll let him into the study group eventually." Uh-huh. At one point, Jeff was full on planning on letting him into the study group. Yeah. So and they're still in that headspace. And then he brought in Kendra. Yeah. <laughs> Who loves footballs? <laughs> and kettle corn. <laughs> Spells it with a Q U. Yep. Um So then they they have their little party. Yeah. Uh and uh I I read this IMDB trivia, and I believe this is true. Mm-hmm. Uh according to IMDB, this is the first episode to take place entirely off campus. Hmm. Featuring no Yeah, we never seen not even a once. scene in the study room. No. Nah. Like the for Troy's birthday, they start in the study room and then they go off campus. Yeah, and this one it's because they're the start is Jeff with the voice of Rentro. Yeah. And then the tag Walking is, down streets. Like it's a like it's real fancy. Yeah. And then the tag is uh They're back at the fancy restaurant. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, and then we didn't even talk about it was Richard Iote's idea to to make the diner a location. Yes, I were, how I must have some weird like V chip in my brain that just censors out Richard Iote because I remember them talking about that, but I don't <laughs> remember it being Richard Iote. 
Yeah, they were still like kind of half writing the episode. And he said, well, why don't we put in a second location? Why don't we make a diner? Where you know where everyone can. Yeah, the original idea the was party. that they were all they were going to be just in the diner, in the costumes, in the diner, or uh, not like, in the in the fancy restaurant. Yeah, uh, but they, they would just be like hiding in the closet or something. <laughs> Which that's funny, but yeah, I think I'll, it I works like, better as a second location where Britta works. Like yes. that's a detail that makes it makes it happen. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's uh, that's great. I like that. I mean, it was already. I mean, this whole second season was about stretching stretching their wings, stretching their their distance, seeing what they could do how far they could put them away from the school. Uh, I mean, I love the straight ahead episodes where it's about a class. Yeah. Those are great episodes. Yes. But then these are fun too. Yeah. Where we get to see their antics off campus. Yeah. We're going to see more of that in season six, which excites me. According to Rash. According to Jim. Should we talk about the tag? Moment of silence. Should we talk about the tag? (laughs) No. I mean, I don't want to. Well, the tag is there back in Abed and Troy. I don't know why I said Abed and Troy instead of Troy and Abed. That felt weird. Abed and Troy. Abed and Troy in the moment. That's hard. How do you. wrong. It's the same number of syllables. It shouldn't be that hard. Abed and Troy Troy. in the moment. It just doesn't play right. Abed and Troy in the moment. God. Troy and Abed in the morning. Abed and Troy in the morning. It's weird. You're dragging out the Y too much because it's Troy and Abed. Troy. Ab- Abed and Ab- Troy Ab- in, the and Troy in the morning. It's you want to drag out the Troy because it's, it's Troy and Abed, so it's got to be Abed and Troy in the morning. Troy and Abed in the Troy and Abed in the. It's the two. It's so it should be Abed and Troy and Abed and Troy in the morning. It's hard. Anyway, we we put so much work into that. Abed and Troy, because I'm going down with the ship at this point. Fuck you are in the fancy restaurant. They've eaten a bunch of food. They can't pay for it, so they die in Dash. Yeah. So it's a bit of fun. Yeah. Uh, what? Uh, wait. There's more. <laughs> or your mom will shoot? <laughs> no, that's stop. That was really forced, because I knew it was stop, stop. I knew it was stop. <sighs> oh, another commentary note that I've, I forgot, because I don't know where it was, actually. Commentary. Um, the, the, um, Neil Goldman. Yeah. Uh said perhaps the only reason why this episode even aired why it was even shot was that it wasn't read for the studio (laughs) the studio would probably not allow the my dinner with andre reference and they promoted it as a pulp fiction episode yes uh, which uh, they said there there may have been some upset fans when they tuned in and got a my dinner with andre episode but i loved it yeah i I didn't even know about my dinner with andre at the time of first watching but now i've seen it and it's great plugs uh yeah you know what i like movies i'm talking about a movie right there with my dinner with andre yeah. well if you want to hear me talk more about movies you should you should go listen to nerds eye view it's a podcast that i do with a, a bunch of friends talking about usually only two or three of them at a time talking about jordan scott how many can you do talking about adam cleese talking about yours truly <laughs> talking about guy named ty don't know his last name. I don't remember it either. Talking about Thomas Willett and the rest. <laughs> All right, I'll have <laughs> Justin and Nathan could be Professor and oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> I love those guys too. I can't believe I had the rest of them. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's a podcast that I do where I talk about films. Films. 
uh, sometimes TV shows, films. but mostly films. Yeah. Uh, and every episode, besides you know doing the news and talking about what's out on DVD, we uh, do a review of a new film. And uh, if you tune in right now, yeah. <laughs> turn your dial. Yeah. Now wait, wait until this episode's done, and then, then turn, turn your dial, dial uh, over to Nerds Eye View. And that, that most recent episode, uh, there's a review of the November Man. Talking about Brosnan. Uh, and uh, the next review that we're going to be doing next week uh, will be for the Zero Theorem. Talking about Gilliam. Yeah, Terry Gilliam, Christoph Waltz. Good Waltz. stuff, hopefully. I don't know. I haven't seen it yet. Church of Batman. That sounds amazing. Uh, so check that out. NEVpodcast.com, BenVNetwork.com, slash NEV. It's on iTunes. It's on Stitcher. You, you can find it all over the place. You, yeah. you don't have an excuse. Yeah. It's even on Pocket Casts. Yeah, fucking get on podcasts, Pocket Casts. <laughs> and down for op Ed and Troy in the morning. Good. Uh, go to BenVNetwork.com. Check out all the shows I do on there. They are Benson's Boombox, uh, Popsicles, Matt and Brendo's wrestling show. You can check those all out on BenViewNetwork.com. Uh, you should follow me on Twitter. I am at Dr. Matt Benson. That's DR Matt Benson. I didn't say my Twitter, but it's same, same cool, cool 11. 11. See, I can say that at the Thanks. same time, too. <laughs> and uh, the Nerds Have You One is at NEV Podcast. Neve Podcast. Neve Shulman Podcast. Neve Shulman on an Elevator Podcast. <laughs> what? Don't worry. It's a Instagram, a famous Instagram he posted. Oh, boy. Some people were mocking him. Uh, the show's Twitter is at ShutUpLenPod. Uh, you can email the show at shutuplenerdpodcast at gmail.com. Uh, do that. Write us a review on iTunes. Rate us. Subscribe to us. All that good stuff will help us out. And, uh, you know, yeah. Shut up, Leonard. This podcast is a part of the Benview Network. You can find this and other podcasts like it at benviewnetwork.com.